All right, welcome to the Eford Studio. I'm Joe Giglio. It's the Ovius and Giglio podcast. Joining me today, for Joe Ovius, who's on vacation, is Anthony Guerra. I think I coined a new term for you on Twitter yesterday, Anthony. I like this Oakwood Pizza Box Czar. I'll take it. I'm good with that. I'm All good right. with Czar. Anthony makes the best pizza there is in North Carolina. I'm almost ready to declare you on the East Coast, but we'll just we'll just slow down. We'll, we'll take our wins where we can. We got Raleigh and North Carolina for sure. We're just trying to get better every day. I'm okay. telling you, day by day, Coach. Thank you very much. You know, I have trust in my team and my my the fans that helped me get along. It's great. Thank All you. right. So as as Joe Lewis likes to say, we're very transparent about what we have going on here. So it's taken me 18 minutes to figure out how to get us in two different cameras on two different computers hopefully on two different microphones, right? And the big test is going to be when I need to play the Victor Wimbanyama clip from JJ Reddick's on uh, cover Old Man 3 podcast. So that's going to be the big test. That's later in this podcast. But so far, what, what do you think of the setup here? Are, are You are one of my sponsors. Are, are you proud of what's going on here? Are you, are you dismayed? I, I, I <laughs> love this right now. I love the the wall color for everybody watching. The wall color I clearly endorse with this sweatshirt and that wall. I did not get that memo. Uh, I, I didn't really look like a hostage. Yes, I'm safe. I'm safe. Okay. Yeah. Say, do you need to hold something up <laughs> to prove to people I don't have you here against your will? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, didn't Brittany wear yellow to get out? Is that is that what's going on there? No, this is just me wearing my yellow in support. Of Wake Forest because Wake Forest is on the brink of doing something that I gotta say might be the most impressive thing that we've seen in the last 30 years. As a state fan, is this driving you nuts? Because this was supposed to be your run, right? Like you, this is your sport. I the football, you know, basketball, oh whatever. Football, no, we're really good. Baseball is your thing. It's supposed to be for Carolina. It's supposed to be for state. And it's the Holy Grail. It is the one title that has eluded the triangle. Now, Wake Forest did win it in 1955. So, yeah, of course. Everybody remembers that. I'm sure it was all the same, too. But from 55 until Virginia won, I think it was either 14 or 15 when Virginia finally won it. The the league never won the stupid thing. This is the dumbest tournament there is. And I always use Carolina as the example. Okay. Uh, Now, Wake Forest... 2-0 2-0 at the College World Series, they'll face LSU. LSU needs to beat them twice, okay? Uh, they have a 75, basically it's a 75% chance of advancing. 75% of the time, the team who's 2-0 advances through the bracket. That doesn't mean LSU isn't good enough to beat them twice, but based on what I've seen from LSU, based on what I've seen from Wake's pitching, they're at least going to get to that final series. Now, they're going to have to beat another SEC team to do it, which has been my contention all along that the SEC rules this thing. These ACC teams are kind of hopeless against the SEC because the SEC keeps winning this thing. Ole Miss, Mississippi State, they're not even the best SEC teams, right? So I look at this and I go, well, after they beat LSU, I was like, okay, this is real. They can do this. And that got me thinking, what would it mean for Wake Forest to win in Omaha? Now, Anthony, you, you, you don't always align yourself with your alma mater, but you went to Carolina. Yes. I, I actually, I will align myself very strongly with Carolina baseball. Those okay. games were the best. I used to live, I lived in Erringhouse back in the day. We'll go throw it back. Okay. But my pitching staffs were Andrew Miller, Daniel Bard. Uh, Matt Harvey was on campus. Might have been doing other things other than studying on campus. Not hey, sure. he was still effective then, though. He could uh, handle legit, it. Oh, my God. The dark night. <laughs> wow, that guy. 
those pitching staffs were absurd. Like, if it was a Major League Baseball team, we'd be winning games. Like, we're good. Just with the UNC staffs. The fact that they never won is shocking. That's what I'm saying. It's shocking. the dumbest format in the history of the world. Well, Carolina went seven times to Omaha since 2006. Seven. They got to the final twice, lost to Oregon State, and it's like the one time they really should have beat them. The other time, okay, whatever. But the truth of the matter is it's a really difficult tournament to win, and Carolina, with all of their resources, all of their talent, all of their advantages, and they were the best program in college baseball over that span, could not win the damn thing. And we had the Steinbrenner Mojo, too. Let's not forget that. Steinbrenner I don't know. Mojo, <laughs> baby. Come on. But if George sends you money, that's more than just money. Okay. Now, as you mentioned, State has been twice to Omaha. Because in this, you know, in this dynamic, you had Duke and Carolina winning basketball title after basketball title after basketball title in the last 30 years. And I'm using 30 years because I got to the triangle in 93, in the fall of 93. Okay, so I I missed Duke's first two, you know, they're back to back years. But 93, the spring of 93, Carolina wins the thing. Fall, spring of 94, Duke's in the final. Right. And it starts a Carolina run where they're in the final four pretty much every year until uh, the end of Guthridge. Right. As, as long as we're discounting the back-to-back from Duke, I'm good with that. That's fine. We, no, we don't need to count that. Let's just not count that. That's fine. In this I'm era, fine. it doesn't exactly count. But here you have on the men's basketball side, Duke and Carolina winning left and right. Okay? Football side, it gets a little bit dicier, but Mac Brown was on quite a heater when I got here. Yep. NC State's had its pockets, but no conference title to show for it. This gets me to Wake Forest. And if you think about it, since 93... Because we, we, we're going to talk about Duke versus Kentucky a little bit later in this podcast. Who would you rather be right now? Because if you think of it in this context, no one would ever pick Wake over no. the other three, right? No. Which, yeah, no one. Like lucidly? Nobody would. Probably not. But if you're a Wake fan, think about it. In that in that 30-year era, you arguably have the most memorable and important ACC championship in men's basketball. The 95 ACC tournament, the Randolph Childress year, where you beat Duke, you beat Carolina to win the thing. Now, Duke wasn't great that year, but they still beat him in the, in the tournament, right? Yep. And Randolph Childress put together the, the single greatest ACC tournament ever. So you have that. It's great, right? Okay. Yes. Now, you don't have much else in basketball, mind you. When was Tim Duncan's use? <laughs> Duncan, Duncan led them the next year, 96. They won it again. There it is. They didn't get to the Final Four. But ACC, we talk a lot about what would an ACC championship mean to NC State basketball in particular. It hasn't happened since 1987. I, I think it would be fairly memorable, right? Yeah, I was born in 87, so I, uh, yeah. And to have it in that particular way, where Chan- Childress pulled off an all-time performance, that's a pretty good feather for Wake Forest. Phenomenal. All right, so football-wise, I mentioned Mac Brown had that thing running. Never won the ACC championship, though. Finished in the top 10 twice, but never won the ACC championship, okay? Wake Forest in 06 puts together an 11-3 year. They, they legitimately won the league, and they went to the Orange Bowl legitimately, as opposed to Carolina's most recent to the Orange Bowl, which was uh, a consolation prize. But... What do we really remember about that team in 06? Strangely enough, it's the kicker. The kicker was <laughs> unbelievable. Shouts to Sam Swank. So I, I get it. Nobody wants to like recognize that Wake had. And again, we're talking about 95 and 06. So I, I get it. These are still kind of far away. 
But you have to keep in mind, though, in the history of the ACC, Wake Forest has the worst record in league play. From teams who joined in 1953, they have the worst all-time record. They've only won 32% of their ACC football games. Yeah, don't they have a song written about them? Isn't that Deacon Blues? Deacon Blues <laughs> is about the football team. I didn't know that. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. I looked it up one time. Uh, shout to Patrick Hawthorne, the biggest uh, fan of Steely Dan I've ever seen. <laughs> I was wondering what the heck that song was about. It's about them. because They always lost. That's how bad they are. And so for them to pull that off, again, well, no one's talking about 95 and 06, but to do this. Would you rather have sustained winning in but any like, of those sports? Or like the peaks and valleys of Wake Forest? Like you're, you're always, every year you can get around. Sustained, right? But not, yeah. they haven't, they don't have the ultimate payoff though. Correct. Are you more okay with that or do you need I'd rather payoff? have Wake's last 30 years? states win be terrible for a few years yeah win. i don't mind being terrible okay now there are people who go the other way yeah because we've had this conversation about uconn and unc basketball or uconn and duke basketball oh, that's a good uconn's one. got more national titles but they also have more valleys yes i would take the wins and i would eat the bad years rather than be in the tournament every year or make the sweet 16 every year which dean smith did for an ungodly number of years in a row no one ever lost with more talent. Um, but that I would rather sustained winning. No one ever lost with more talent. He won more games while he was coaching than anyone else. Oh, come on. The, 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 the talent on I'm a UNC guy. The talent right. on those teams were absurd. Absurd. He gets such a pass. He gets such a pass for not getting more titles. Those teams Speaking are of difficult tournaments to win. Yeah, I, I understand how hard it is. But my goodness, when we get to the argument about point guards all time, I'll bring up my story with Steve Nash. But when you talk about some of the teams, the, the talent on those Dean Smith teams to lose with is so frustrating. It's insane. But also, I think a footnote in UNC football history, possibly close to my heart, because I'm a Butch Davis guy. Oh, no. He had a good program coming, and he got cut off. They cut him off at the knees. Did you just say on my podcast that you were a Butch Davis Butch guy? Davis guy, 100%. Great fan of restaurants, by the way. When he was in town, he was a great restaurant guy. He used to come in all the time. Great friend of the restaurant scene in, in and around Raleigh. Butch Davis. Funny as hell guy, too. Very funny guy. Great guy. But, no, I, I thought that it was a that – was he brought in talent to that team. They cut him off because they tried to, you know, cover up the whole – class and school thing that I wish I knew about. My mom would be so proud of me if, if I walked in free with, <laughs> if I got like three or four A's on my, you know, here mom, look, my GPA is not really a 2.1. Like, look at this. I got these four A's in class that I didn't show up to. What language Man. did you take at Carolina? Uh, actually, I took Portuguese literature. Portuguese uh, literature? Yeah. I, what? So, I don't How know. does I, that count as a language requirement? I have no idea. I almost didn't graduate Chapel Hill because they told me at the last minute that I needed a music credit. And nobody, my whole, hey, whatever, we don't need to talk about this. This is terrible. <laughs> Why do you need a music credit? I'm a history major with a minor in economics. I'm trying to take some business school classes. I'm just trying to get through and get out, make my mom happy and get out of here. And they were like, no, 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 no. One more semester. You need to take the history of jazz. Although I, I do appreciate the class now, but no. That's my – I miss the language classes. I wish I had it. I'm not mad at UNC for doing it. I'm just mad that I didn't know. 
Move on. Speaking of Wake Forest, star third baseman Brock Wilkin is projected to be one of the top picks in the Major League Baseball draft. I know who can help him find a home after he gets that big signing bonus, Hometown Realty. Check them out at myhtr.com for all of your real estate needs, residential, commercial, or whether you're looking to rent. Barry Woodard's team has more than 250 agents over six locations in Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Selma, and Atlantic Beach. So if you're looking to buy or sell, check them out at myhtr.com. You can also call them the old-fashioned way, 919-550-7355. And of course, after you buy that new home, you're going to need a lawyer to help you close on that new home. That's where Whitaker and Hamer come into play. Josh Whitaker, Joe Hamer, they got more than 20 years of experience and they can help you close on a house. They can help you start a business, maybe sell a business, anything that's family law related. Whitaker and Hamer are there to help you. Check them out in Raleigh, Clayton, Fuquay, Verena, Moorhead City, and of course, all of the G's, Goldsboro, Gastonia, and Garner. Conveniently enough, they are located on the internet at wh.lawyer. That's wh.lawyer. Or you can give them a call, 919-772-7000. Tell them that the OG sent you to Whitaker and Hamer. If you're in Wilmington, did you know that you don't have to leave the beach to run a great business? Check out the Network for Entrepreneurs in Wilmington. You can find them at newilm.com. Jim Roberts' independent nonprofit support organization helps entrepreneurs with sales marketing, mentor options, and investor pitch training. New was named the number one startup ecosystem in the country for cities with fewer than 300,000 people. Check them out, newilm.com. That's the Network for Entrepreneurs in Wilmington, where the river of innovation meets an ocean of possibilities. All right, right, so so the the NBA NBA draft draft is tomorrow night, and Victor Wembanyama, if you've been hiding under a rock, is going to be the number one overall pick. He's going to go to the San Antonio Spurs. Because, of course, if there's a generational talent available in the NBA draft, well, then the Spurs are going to get it which is slightly annoying if you can't tell by my tone of voice, but that is the truth of the matter. Now, my question for you, and we're going to try to play a clip. I'm going to try to do this. But what do you think is a realistic expectation for the French Mamba, for Wemby, Victor Wembanyama? 7'4", 237 pounds, can block shots, can shoot the three, handle the ball like a guard. He's supposed to be the best prospect since LeBron James came into the league in 03. What is a realistic expectation for Victor Wembanyama? I watch Victor play, and I've seen a lot. We uh very big basketball fans in, in Pizza Box, so we argue basketball all day long. We watch a lot of hoops. The only thing I could ever say when I watch Victor play is, my God, I hope he stays healthy. Oh, my God, I hope he stays healthy. I mean, because the NBA was robbed of that, that body type is so hard to stay healthy. If he's yeah, the only the only modern comp we would have is Chet Holmgren out of Gonzaga, and he was injured, missed the entire rookie year. He did. I mean, uh, listen, it feels I, I'm nervous about I'm nervous about it because I mean, Greg Oden gets a huge. He gets labeled with that bust. They did whack him with the bust thing, but when he was healthy and Brandon Roy was healthy, that Portland Trailblazer team was really good. He just couldn't stay healthy. He couldn't get on the court. I just want to see this guy play against the best in the world. You mean play the in Rudy the Gobert clips are not enough for you? No. No. 
I, I mean, you know what I'm talking about. Like, he's he has some Ryan Harrow for NC State fans in him, where people are like, "Look at this mixtape! Look at this highlight! Look at this!" And but the the thing that it did impress me when he took Gobert. Yeah. No, listen. I think he's incredible. No, I have no. His talent is off the charts. Yeah. For him to move at that skill set, skill set's crazy. What? And I mean, I look a lot. He's like a longer Durant to me, and people don't bring him up because he plays from the outside in. I like Durant Wood, that long, lanky body. I remember when Durant was the second pick. The second pick, and there's a lot of talk about he he could not bench 135. Right. At the combine, yeah. At the combine. Well, I look at him, and and my two comps for him, Holmgren obviously won. We don't know what Holmgren's going to look like yet. But the guys who are actually in the NBA, my number one comp for him is actually Joel Embiid. Oh, wow. But it beats uh, built differently. Though. Yeah. It's so it beats seven foot 280. So he's got 50 pounds on him. Yeah. Right. And Bede also didn't get into the NBA until he was 22. He was injured for yep. his first two years. Yep. But in his first year, in Bede's first year, 20 points a game, 7.8 rebounds. And from three, 36%. This year, um, and be uh, in that year, that first year, he made 36 and 98 threes. The big question for me and for Wembenyama is how is he going to shoot it? Because that's supposed to be what elevates his game is this this three point shooting skill set, and this year as a nineteen year old in the top French league, he only made twenty seven percent of his threes. Now, this has already been like, oh yeah, Luca did the same thing at that age in the same type of competition when he was that. Age. I get it. I don't expect him to be Steph Curry. I don't expect him to be Ray Allen, but I think he does have to get to Embiid's level. Of that 37 38 mark and i'm not sure he's going to be i don't know if he's going to be able to do that he's also going to be targeted heavy yes. he's going to be targeted heavy i mean you're going to put these guys like i don't look at pj tucker right now right like pj if he comes in and plays you think pj tucker wants to hear about this french guy who's going to light everyone up and he's the best player ever and oh you you guys all oh, you guys all oh, you nothing close to him when he's the best guy. They are going to eat his lunch. It's going to be interesting to see him play that kind of physical, like a, a physical defender like a Jay Crowder, or like a PJ Tucker, who gets up on him. I want to see what he shoots. And it's not like I mean, he can shoot over him, there's your Durant. Comp. Yeah, but in the you know when you get in somebody shooting over those guys that are right inside your zone, it's different than shooting with you know against the French guys. You know. A six foot four French guy who's a uh, you know three feet off you is a little different than PJ Tucker in your grill. All right, a couple more comps. Giannis, I don't know if he's as athletic. I don't think he, I don't think anyone's as athletic as Giannis, but no. Giannis is seven foot two forty. He needs to find so out closer. He needs to find out what Giannis did. Young Giannis to Here modern Giannis, and there's some wink and eyebrow movement there of what <laughs> happened with Giannis. <laughs> From well, rookie year to now. Here's Giannis at 19. 6.8 points per game, 4.4 boards, 34% from three. That was actually his career high three point percentage his first four? year. How many three pointers do? What's the total shots on that? He was 41 of 118 as a rookie. Now he only played 24 minutes a game. Embiid, same thing, 25 minutes a game. Uh, here we go. Another comp, obviously, because of size, but maybe not position or skill set. Yao Ming. Yeah, I was seven six three ten. Got into the league at 22, 13 and a half points per game, eight rebounds a game. Here's the most important stat, most interesting stat from Yao. How many blocks per game do you think Yao Ming had as, as a rookie? What do you have? Three? You would think. 
Oh, he had not, he probably had nothing. One point eight per yeah. game. Anyway, played. He was twenty two years old. Again, so we don't necessarily have this straight comp at nineteen, unless you want to go to the player who I mentioned. He is now considered to be the best prospect to enter the NBA since LeBron James in 03. LeBron, obviously, not the same skill set, not the same size, not the same body type. Let's just, I'm just going to give you these numbers because I, I forget where you fall on the MJ LeBron scale. I, I have a good LeBron. I, I'm warming up right now. Come on, go. Give me the 19 years old, LeBron James, 20.9 points per game. 5.5 boards, 5.9 assists as a rookie, as a rookie. Played 39 minutes a game as a rookie. That's a significant difference between Embiid and Giannis. Oh, and by the way, the year before he got to Cleveland, they won 17 games. His first year in Cleveland, they won 35. His early run in Cleveland is one of the most amazing runs in the entire history of the NBA. What he did on that team was absurd. To compare anybody to young LeBron is a joke. It is terrible, and I don't like it. I don't like it because this guy is not going to take Booby Gibson and Drew Gooden <laughs> to the NBA playoffs. It's not going to happen. Uh, I, I'll bet whatever you want to bet. Uh, I'll take the uh, I'll take the LeBron side of this argument all day long. Only young LeBron can do that. Now, what you probably don't know is my father and I and my younger brother would travel the country and watch high school LeBron play. He did. He would play in Jersey. Uh, we would go down to Jersey and watch him play. We saw him play in Westchester High out of California. That team had uh, Hassan Adams on it. If you remember Hassan Adams, who played in Arizona, one of the absolute freakiest athletes I've ever seen. You see, you talk about quick twitch guys. Like, he'd fly over somebody. See a six-foot-five human just jump over another humans and, like, bang. So, the front – the Spurs won six games last year. How many do you think they win this year with Lebanyama? What else are they adding? They got any free agents? They have a Hall of Fame coach. Oh, come on. I, I... <laughs> Hall of Fame coaches drive me nuts when you have all-time <laughs> generational <laughs> talent. David Robinson. Manu Ginobili, Tony Parker. Come on. If Manu Kawhi. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was strong. Oh, he's such a good defensive coach. He had Kawhi and Tim Duncan. Come on. All right, I, I get plus the vets. No, I mean, listen, you, know, you want to put a 30 wins, 35 plus wins? eight? Is he not worth 10? I don't think as so. As a rookie, probably not. Hey, listen, I think the not as a rookie, no, no, yeah. no, no. Am I drafting him? If I am the if I'm the Spurs, I'm drafting him. You have to bet on him being generational and him growing into his body and hopefully him staying healthy. You have to draft him. Nothing is anti that. Well, he has to be the exception then to stay healthy, correct which I don't like betting on that personally, but you have to, like, what, you know, if you have a shot at it, if you oh, have a couple of health, yeah, you got to shoot your shot. That's baby. not this even the it. question. The yeah. question, though, and we've gotten into the hyperbole land of, you know, the best prospects since LeBron. We've gotten into the hyperbole land of, that his skill set is so rare. I don't believe that. I, I do think he has Embiid. I, think, I do think Embiid and Giannis have a similar skill set to what he could be. And I get that we're saying, Women Yama will ultimately be a better three-point shooter. I, I, I get that part of it. If you're going to be an all-timer, though, you have to be wired a certain way. Maybe not Kobe, but you got to be wired a certain way. And Women Yama's been on – he's up in New York. He's been doing all kinds of, of media tours. And he was with J.J. Reddick on his podcast. And I'm going to try to get this to work. And this clip 
and there's going to be some swearing and stuff. We'll, we'll all get over it. We're adults here. But in this clip, I, I think I'm more impressed with this than I was his performance in that game in Las Vegas back in the fall. Because th this is fairly amazing. Let me see if I can't get this right. We're going to share our screen. We're doing this on the fly, of course. Somebody get rained on the phone. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's see. Seen this happen to a number of young athletes who lose, I think, a sense of reality. And they lose that grounding principle of their life. What is your totem? Uh, you know, what you just said about young players, uh, this is something I've thought about a lot. I, I, know, I'm, I know I'm never going to turn like this. Like, I know I'm never going to lose a grasp of reality and just uh, do some shit, you know. Because um, I'm, I'm, I know what I want. Like, I'm, I'm driven from, like, from the inside of my heart. And, like, nothing can put me out of my path. Like, I do everything. I, I do everything I can. So I deserve what I get. And I think some some players are really talented physically or technically, you know, really, really talented. But their mind isn't, like, as good as their body is. You know what I'm saying? But my totem is it's something like it's something bigger than basketball, you know? It's, it's just life. It's just accomplishing yourself inside this universe, you know? And when I need motivation, when I need energy and I feel tired out, when I need a fight on the court, and it's it's hard. I always remember, I'm 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 free in that universe. I, I do whatever I can, and I know what I want to do, and nothing's gonna stop me from doing it. And I always got that in mind. And it doesn't just stop to basketball. You know, it's it's about life. Fuck, man, Jason. Well, well said, Jason. <laughs> He's reached enlightenment. I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm really under, understood because you know, in French, I, I I know I can make myself understood, but in English, sometimes I'm not. No, no, no. It's, you understood. You understood. It's very clear. It's very clear. <laughs> now, do you think after that clip? That Memphis called up his agent and said, "Listen, we know we can't draft you, but can you just talk to John Morant like once a day for twenty minutes or so?" I'm free in this universe. He's 19. What are we doing? What are we talking about here? Man, I could do it all. No, he, he, seriously, it's incredible. And the, and the most amazing part is the the part that he made that he was cognizant of. Imagine trying to say that in French at 19. No, I can't. What do we do? Like. And I get it. It doesn't. It's not a superhuman strength in order to speak two different languages, but that's damn impressive in order at that age to to verbalize what he just did, uh, an elevated, sophisticated point in the way that he did at 19. No, I paid a lot of money to learn Portuguese literature, and I couldn't do it in Portuguese. I couldn't do it in Spanish. No, French. No, no, English. No, probably not English either. I got to be honest. I, I think he's going to be pretty good. Now we'll we'll hit this the number two pick in this draft. Because the Charlotte Hornets have it, there's been some discussion about Scoot Henderson, the play, the other player we saw in the, that Las Vegas showcase, playing the G League this year. He's a, he's a wing. He's a scoring wing. Uh, it does look like, according to multiple reports, though, that Brandon Miller, the Alabama wing, 6'9", guy can shoot, can really stroke, will be the player that they pair with Luello. And I think that's fairly smart because I think they need a shooter to go with him. Uh, are, are the Hornets going to get this thing right at number two? Isn't it the most Hornets position of all time to be – so close to the right, <laughs> yes. but miles and miles away. Here you are. Now, do you have an issue? Do you do you take character into account here? 
with Miller? Probably. I mean, give I mean, him a lot of money. A, nobody brings it up anymore. That's gone. Like, no, no, he's a six foot nine uh, shooting, you know, shooting wing. He's he's got a great touch. Not a great quick twitch guy. Uh, what about his? <laughs> what about the time where his friend sent him a text to go get a gun, and he helped his friend allegedly? Yeah, that the, time you mean? I, I'm really a firm guy in. Well, A, if I'm drafting for a team, you're going to hand somebody this kind of money. Money, in my opinion, magnifies who you are. Me with less money, me with more money, it's just more of me, the way that I am, right? And if you have a small fault, sometimes it comes out. Hi, John Morant. Hello, Zion. Right? Zion is baby mama issues, which I don't know if you track that. Wild story. It's great stuff for a different podcast. But uh, I I just want a great – I hope the Hornets have a great explanation of what is going on then, what happened then, what has gone on since, and the way we're going to approach it forward before we draft Miller and look at him just as a 6'9", 230-pound small forward out of Alabama who can shoot the rock. I don't have any issue – with drafting Scoot, if I think that Scoot is is going to be a great player, if Scoot is going to be like Ja Morant on the court, then I'm great with him. I think people focus way too much on, I don't know how these two are going to play together. Now, put a bunch of great guys in a room, put a bunch of great guys on a basketball court together, and then you look at the coach and say, make this work. There's a way to make it work. Two dominant guards is not a bad thing. It's not like you have three dominant big men. Multiple no, you need more guards. than one guy to handle yeah, the ball 100%. and initiate the offense. If I'm the horn, look, I'm not going to sit here and tell you I watched G League Ignite late at night on my uh, Synergy, okay? I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. I've seen Scoot Henderson play once, and that was against Victor Wimbanyama. Yes. And I will tell you, I was impressed. Big time. I was impressed because he knew what the stage was, and he knew what the moment was, and he stepped up to it. Big, accepted it. Big time athlete. I, I like his athletic ability. I like his shooting. Uh, I personally, I would that that'd be the way that I would lean without knowing him the character because I I we we know the events in Alabama. We don't necessarily know who Scoot Henderson is, the guy. But I focus a lot on the guy because I'm about to hand you more money than anyone most humans will ever see. So we're gonna find out your flaws, right? We talked about the Kobe wiring or the LeBron yeah. wiring. What's absurd about those guys were the money just made them more of them, right? Like Kobe still shot 2,000 shots a day. He didn't change. He's still in everyone's faces about not doing You know, LeBron is still working at his craft. The guy's got – he couldn't possibly spend the money that he has. He couldn't possibly – like there's no reason for him to keep come back next year other than the fact that's just who he is. You got to find those guys to win. What's up next? What's up next? I don't know how Victor Wembanyama is going to turn out in the NBA, but I do know that the butcher's market has the best meat selection in the triangle. It's not even close. Check them out at thebutchersmarkets.com. They have great steaks, marinated chicken options, including a jalapeno one, which is out of this world. Make their own hot dogs, sausage, and bacon. You can sign up for the Steak of the Month membership and get fresh, never frozen, hand-cut steak each month from July through December, starting with a 24-ounce T-bone just in time for your July 4th cookouts. They have locations in Raleigh, Cary, and Holly Springs. Again, you can find them online. It's thebutchersmarkets.com. A lucky listener is going to win a sleeve 
of these customized Pro V1s. I've already earmarked one, though, for Adam Stevenson at Breeze Through. When I tell you that Adam is a huge golf fan, I'm not kidding. Listen to this. This is what he came up with for the top five finishers at the U.S. Open. Ready? Ricky Fowler, born on the West Coast. He burst onto the scene and immediately grabbed attention. The color orange in his association with balls. He has deep roots in motorsports. After a few years and millions of commercials, he disappears, seemingly forgotten then reemerges and reminds the nation why they all loved him in the first place. Ricky is 76 gasoline. Cam Smith, silky smooth and a cult favorite among true golf nerds for years. He accepted an undisclosed sum when he was at his hottest. Cam Smith is wicked weed brewing. Scotty Scheffler. Scotty's a big Southern dude. He was picked last for the 2021 Ryder Cup, but played the best. And nobody will ever doubt his quality or consistency or exclude him from any American activity without much fanfare. He will show up and win against the other big boys for the foreseeable future. Scotty is a 25 ounce natty light tall boy. Rory McElroy, who is Adam's favorite authentic and true to himself. Rory never tries to be anyone other than Rory. He is arguably the most talented player of his generation. Rory is unforgettable and a gravitational force. You cannot help, but keep coming back no matter how many times you crash a few hours after consumption. He is best enjoyed when piping hot in a 32-ounce stainless steel, lifetime free breeze-through tumbler. Rory is the breeze-through blend coffee. There it is. There's the tumbler, just in case you needed to see the visual. And, of course, the winner was Wyndham Clark. He comes out of nowhere to manhandle everyone with perfect focus and execution. He lives by the mantra, be cocky. And that mindset guided him to the pinnacle of his industry. His name jukes you out of your shoes, though. He sounds like a commercial real estate developer or the quarterback at Broughton High School. He delivers a great product that will live forever, but the real genius is in the details, like his club twirl on 18 on Saturday. Wyndham Clark is liquid death. Appreciate Adam coming up with those brilliant descriptions. Breeze through right across from PNC Arena. They got all kinds of other locations. Check them out on Pool Road before you head to a show concert at Walnut Creek. Thanks again to Adam at Breeze Through for being a sponsor of the OG podcast. All right, we have a very NBA heavy day today on the Ovius and Gilio podcast. I'm Joe Gilio, Joe Ovius on vacation. He'll be back on Monday. I gotta, I'm, I'm slightly proud of myself right now. I'm not going to dump the Gatorade yet, but I got the one clip to work. I'm going to try and Hey Joe, which is sponsored by the Oakwood Pizza Box coming up actually show the tweets today so that feels like progress but anthony guerra the czar of oakwood pizza box joining us today you are an nba fan so that's why we're talking a little bit more nba than usual today big hoops nba is great come on nba playoffs are the best uh, format going all right so we had we talked a lot of golf earlier in this week and last week because of the u.s open so we missed chris paul being traded from Phoenix to Washington. He's probably not going to end up ever playing for Washington at 38 and with his contract situation. So this leads me, and some people are saying, now, wait a second, Chris Paul is actually better than Bradley Beal, blah, 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 blah. Uh, I love the trade for Phoenix because I love Bradley Beal. I also love Booker. Booker is my favorite player in the NBA. I love Devin Booker. I love guys who can shoot. Why? Is it the Kardashian connection? I don't even even know about any of his nonsense off the court. Okay. I love guys who can stroke. And I love the way that he plays. I agree with that. Okay. So I think this is a great move. We talked about you got to have multiple guys. Well, this gives them multiple guys. So, but people are like, no, 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 Chris Paul, this and that. But it's got me thinking about Chris Paul's legacy. Chris Paul's 38 years old now. 
Okay. Let's go. Let's go over his resume. Should we start? We let's start in high school real quick. No, no, we can do all that. It's part okay, of his resume. Yeah, okay. yeah, that's what I want. So Chris Paul, 38 years old. He's been an all-star 12 times. He's been all NBA four times. First team all NBA four times. Led the league in assists five times. Led the league in steals six times. He's one of three players in league history with more than 11,000 assists. He was on the 75th anniversary team. Those are all the pluses. Now, in terms of, I don't know how much you believe in John Hollinger's player, player efficiency rating, which measures basically all stats on their per minute performance, tries to take out tempo as well. He is the most, he has the highest per of any point guard in NBA history. Those are regular season stats. So that makes sense, but the highest. Okay. So statistically you would argue that he is the greatest point guard in NBA history in the regular season. I don't like that stat. You can argue. I don't like that stat because if you look at Kobe's, Kobe's number is terrible. It's it's bad in this, right? I, I don't. I should have pulled it for the show. If I knew you were using it, Kobe's number is unspeakably bad. And the younger generation, Joe, not you, not me, the ones younger than me, those kids who didn't see Kobe play, tell me about his per minute efficiency rating, <laughs> and I go absolutely insane. Right, I'm just using it as a, as a benchmark yeah, to okay. say, okay, statistically, yes, fine. you right. could argue that Chris season. Paul is yeah. the best point guard. In, in the NBA, in the history of the NBA, in the regular season. Where would you now, of course, your regular okay. season performance isn't what you're judged by. It matters, it counts, yeah. but it's not. I mean, what he's done in the playoffs has to matter. So this gets us to your question. What about high school? All McDonald's All American, West Forsyth. Surely they won the state championship in the state of North Carolina. Absolutely. Come on. Who's better than Chris Paul? Best point guard all time. They did not. What Wake Forest two seasons? They made the NCAA tournament in both of those seasons. Yeah, went to the Sweet 16 his freshman year, mm-hmm. lost to St. Joe's. Mm-hmm. His second year, sophomore year, is last Saint year. Joe's, Wake Forest, like St. Joe's, you mean Kentucky? St. Joe's, St. Joe's, yeah, Philadelphia. Second year, they re- they reached the second round, lost to West Virginia, uh, Huggy Bear. I think that was a pit snuggle team. 13 and three in the ACC, so they didn't win the re- they didn't win the regular season, they didn't win the actual ACC title in either of his years at Wake Forest, obviously. Helped the Suns reach the finals in 21, but that's he has no NBA titles to his credit. Conference finals with the Rockets in 18, they were actually leading the Warriors, one of the all-time great Warriors teams, did not play in games six and seven. All-time in game sevens, his teams are three and five. I, I just I don't know how to square his playoff failures with saying he's the greatest point guard of all time. But we can agree on who is the greatest point guard of all time, right? Give it to me. Go. Come on. Say we can say agree. It begins with a Matt and ends in a Jig. Yes, obviously. Okay, there we, we go. Agree. There we Magic go. Johnson, number one. Not even close. Easy. I've got Isaiah Thomas, number two. I have Steph Curry, number two. Okay. You got to include, to me, you got to include the, the combo guards. Uh, that uh, That's a preface this argument. To me. No, I count Steph as a, as a, Steph's a, point as a one. And he's listed in the, if you look at you gotta look at the right. I, people are gonna be like, "No, he's he's an off guard." I count Steph as a one. It's a one. Steph is there. Titles matter to me. Performance matters to me. The guy changed the way basketball is played. He is the Shaquille, he has changed the way he is the Shaquille played. O'Neal of his position. Changing okay. Shaq changed the center position. Steph Wait, changed. but how did Shaq change the center position? Oh God! It was Shaq, Shaq had different rules. There's different rules for Shaq. You I know, but it, there's different rules for Steph as well. Your point about Steph, though, is, and, and maybe I'm just thinking it in my own lens here. 
he inspired a, a generation to play basketball 40 feet from the basket, 30 feet from yeah, the basket. Yeah, Anybody could pick up a basketball and think, well, and think, oh, I could be just like Steph Curry. I could be this scrawny little kid and jack up threes. Never mind that his mom was an accomplished Division One athlete. Never mind that his dad was one of the best three-point shooters in league history. Shoot so somebody that. who won the genetic lottery Damn. is someone that we prop up as like this ragtag story of, well, see, anybody could do it. Yeah, but he, well, he, yes. he looks like you. He, he looks like you and me, though. So sure. makes that possible. You know, it's not that coordination. Yeah, no, no, exactly. you and I don't have that, sir. No, no, no way. No, no, no. I'm not doing that. But uh, do you have Isaiah Third, or you have? I have Isaiah Third. Okay. And, um, you got the big O in this conversation, or no? I do. Okay. I got Jerry next. You do. Jerry's next. Okay. The the logo's next for me. Then then I put the big O. You have Jerry was four Oscar hours. Yes. Oscar not winning with I needed more titles. If we're gonna knock everyone for titles, I need him to win I need more titles for him. Okay. If you're if you're gonna be here. Team success doesn't always isn't always the number the one. Point guard is the floor general. Yes. The point guard that is I the would, problem here. The point guard is the floor general. I think that the expectation of a point guard is to win those games. Control the game, right? I can think of Put your game, team in the best position. To game win seven for uh, the Rockets. It was the final couple minutes uh, in that year that they should have won with Harden. Paul turns the ball over terribly three straight times. If he doesn't turn those over. Houston wins. They advance. I, I can think about that kind of stuff where I, I need you to control the game and win. It's one thing if – How about the last two years in Phoenix, the way that they've bowed out of the, of the playoffs with an unbelievable regular season record? Like those are his best teams, theoretically, his most successful teams. I'd argue – his best work was done with the uh, the transplanted year where the Hornets were playing in Oklahoma City yes. when he was super young, obviously. The Clippers teams, I think we have to give him credit, like, you're 35, right? Yes. I'm 48. So I remember the Clippers being the absolute laughing stock in the NBA. I don't know if you do or not. Yes. The NBA, not only were they the laughing stock in the NBA, they're laughing stock of all the professional sports. Yeah, that was certainly one of the, he was the worst owner at that point. So your his six year run there in elevating the Clippers, I think he does deserve some credit. Yes. For what he did with that franchise. I get the playoff success. They only won three playoff series in those six years, but he made them something. Do you think Chris Paul wakes up every morning and curses David Stern? For not allowing him to trade to the, to the Lakers. That would change everything. Yes. If he had Kobe, it changes everything. Yes. If he, because that's what he needed. Yes. He needed Kobe to give it there. Are we having a different conversation about Chris Paul, even if they just had won the Phoenix here where they be, where they played Milwaukee? Oh, thousand percent. Because he's got yeah. kind of chip. Absolutely. To me, yes. That matters. I mean, I think it wasn't one of the best of all time. You were going to supplant, Matt, supplant these guys we just said. You were going to go above Magic. You're going to go above Steph, above Isaiah. Above Oscar, above Jerry. I need a title. Give me a win. Or give me a playoff series that you shouldn't have won, but you won anyway, right? Look at our guy LeBron. Yeah. You know, come on. He should have never the won. The consistency those. of getting to the finals. hundred. He should have some of those casts in Cleveland. Come on. They should have never even been in the playoffs. If 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 the rumors are true and the banana boat is finally reunited, we have the reunion. If he ends up with the Lakers and they win. Are we having another conversation? Are we changing his legacy? He would not be the primary reason, obviously, that the, the Lakers would win next year. It wouldn't be LeBron either. It would be probably AD. not. It's only AD that they win. 
Uh, well, no, D'Angelo Russell would have to get his head out of his ass, which he didn't do in the playoffs this year. Nah, he, that's never going to happen. That guy's not going to do it. Um, I like the move. I thought, I mean, he played well for, yeah, for two know, months. Just, he just didn't play well against Denver. I like the move. It's just in the playoffs, everything is magnified. Yeah. You have to be that guy. D'Angelo Russell, so it's tough to look at like him and be like, ah, here's the rock, baby, score. It's like, oh, no. <laughs> um, I think if he, if he wins, I feel better. It, it doesn't feel like the that Laker team with Carl Malone on it and uh, Gary Payton in the old years. Uh, maybe, yeah, this feels like a stretch trying to get a title. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know that? that what was that? Oh, that was a rough. <laughs> Nash, too. Yeah, Nash was around yeah. there somewhere. Gross. All like, really, really old. But we um, I, we need a title. I, I don't. To be honest, at this point, I don't care how you get it. Just get one. Jason Kidd got one, right? He got that the, the one with the Mavericks. He carried on. He was, but he was a starting point guard on the team. Dirk Nowitzki, obviously the bus driver. Uh, but the bus driver argument from Charles Barkley, of course, the leader of the team, is something that I believe I, I believe this to be accurate. You got to drive the bus in order to be on this list. I need Chris Paul to drive the bus and win. Housekeeping. All right. I think I'm very excited to announce that we have a new contest as you, oh, that's upside down, but you can see these are legit Pro V1s. And look what I have made. I'm so proud of myself. Guaranteed score better. Yeah. Pro V1s with that OG logo you see up in the top right corner. So, you would like to win a sleeve of these Pro V1s. Here's what you have to do. I want you to email the word square for square pizza. Since Anthony's here tonight, I want you to email the word square to the OG goes digital at gmail.com. That's the word square to the OG goes digital.com. And we will randomly draw the winner. And tomorrow we'll announce who wins the sleeve. We'll do another sleeve next week. Get yourself a sleeve of Pro V1s. Thanks to us. Right here at the OG, and of course, the Oakwood Pizza Box, Anthony Guerra. Anthony, thank you for being a sponsor of this production and this venture. I'm just happy to be here. We couldn't have done this without you. I, I am just, uh, I'm sad Randy couldn't make it in today. I'm happy to not be in the old studio. For those people who don't, they can't say this, I can. I can't be you know, reprimanded anyway. The old studio is the most depressing place on earth. Jim and I would do show prep, and everyone around us would be literally, it'd be like a funeral home. To walk in here and not have that energy on me, I feel good. You feel good. I feel good. I feel good. I mean, Gold was, Gold was the most upbeat guy in the whole place, and he would stare at you. He's going. So that's, uh, I'm happy to be here. It's great to be here. New studio was phenomenal. The decor, the, there's even. We're tech. getting there. We're getting there. There is, guys, let me describe There's tapestry hung on the wall here. The tapestry is beautiful. I've been to the Vatican. This is up there with that. I can't tell you how happy I was yesterday when I went to Oak City Sports Cards in downtown Raleigh. And Holden, he told me, hey, we've had at least five customers come in here and say, we're here because of the OG podcast. So I appreciate everyone going and supporting Oak City Sports Cards. I went yesterday. I got a box of Bowman U Chrome cards. Pretty cool set. has college players. It's from last year, but it's still pretty cool. Got all the quarterbacks, Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Anthony Richardson. I also got Kate Klubnick from Clemson and Brennan Armstrong. It's in his Virginia uniform, but you know he's an NC State guy now. Two autographs in each box. It's very sweet. Highly recommend going to pick up some of those. Most importantly, though, get your cards graded. One of our listeners, Jeffrey, DM'd me and said he went to Oak City to get some autograph cards graded. 
Smart move. Take the best value for your cards. You have to get them graded. And Weston is the man to trust and to help you get your best value. You can check them out in downtown Raleigh or at oakcitycards.com. You know what this rain means. The bugs are going to be here whenever it stops. That's when you call Mosquito Authority, Pest Authority. Hayes Lancaster and his crew is going to help you enjoy your outdoors for as long as you can, as long as you possibly can in these summer months. It's 919-807-1951. That's 919-807-1951. Check them out online. It's bugsbite.com or on the Twitters, no mosquito NC. Again, anything in your backyard, anything in your house, ants, anything under your house, termites, moisture, anything in your attic, mice, you name it. They can handle it. Mosquito Authority, Hayes and his crew really are the best. Check them out at bugsbite.com. Next topic, please. I started this two weeks ago when we were talking about would you rather be an NC State fan or a South Carolina fan? And the premise isn't who you are aligned with already. That The premise is you move somewhere new. You have to pick a team, Okay. Let's just pretend we're moving somewhere we, where we, our choices are limited to teams that are blue and teams that are blue bloods, and you can't take Carolina and you can't take Kansas, so that leaves you between choosing between Kentucky and Duke. So the question I asked on the Twitters was, what would you rather be, a Kentucky fan? And it's not just basketball, it's in general, right? You get everything when you're, when you're a fan of the school, or a Duke fan. And now... I understand most people on my time are NC State fans. I get that. I think then I would go down to Carolina fans would be next. I think there's probably some Duke, but I would put like a whole mishmash after that of like Notre Dame, Wake Forest, the Ohio State, Clemson. Like these are all fans I, I usually hear the most from. Okay. And, and, and I think for the most part, Virginia Tech. Is another one. So I don't I don't think Duke or Kentucky are really populated in my timeline. So this is giving us a better gauge than I think of the of the South Carolina NC State poll. I always like the Virginia fans to show up in your timeline. They hate me with a with a fiery passion that I appreciate because I, like I hate them. them with a fiery passion that I hope they appreciate. So let me see if I can get this tweet to pull up because it's always an adventure here on our own. And all right, so here it is, the results. As you can see, it was a landslide. We have Kentucky with 68.5% of the 699 votes to Duke's 31%. And I would just say to you, Anthony, I'm not surprised, or are you surprised as a Carolina guy? Not surprised at all. Okay. Who's the most hated guy <laughs> in Kentucky history? I mean, uh, that's a great point. You can't was, name one, but you can name no, five. Oh, my God. You, told, you show me. Wojo, I mean, J.J. Reddick has done a lot to rehab his image. Yes. He has done an amazing, <laughs> like, he went from, like, I I hope something terrible happens to a shooting hand to, like, why? Let me listen to his podcast. Let's see what him and Wemby are talking about. All right, yeah. <laughs> but also, big wine guy as well. I appreciate that, although I don't appreciate that they are – the NBA is raising NBA, uh, burgundy prices and champagne prices. They're having an effect on the market. Don't appreciate that, but that's fine. Um, Let's go through some pros for, yeah. for each side. We'll go yeah. pros. Yep. Duke, five NCAA titles. Coach K, winning coach in, in history. They're other sports. They have 17 NCAA titles. That's golf, lacrosse, tennis. 
um, they're players. They Football. Put it, oh, hold on, we're in pros. We're in <laughs> Sorry. pros. Sorry. The, pro, the players they currently have in the NBA. Jason Tatum, one of the best. Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson. These are all guys. Kyrie Irving, they get to count Kyrie. I don't know if they want to count Kyrie. That can also be a comment. I feel like all four of those don't have any dog in them. Do you think that's like, do they look like, is that like a thing? And do we'll see what Tatum does now? And oh, finally, they have the commissioner, Adam Silver, who might be the best commissioner in the history of any sport. Oh, no, David Stern, stop. David wow. Stern. David right. Stern, easy. David those, Stern. Are, those are the Duke pros. Let's go to Kentucky. Eight national titles. Last one was in 2012. You have coaches. Well, I'm not just talking about basketball, but you got Adolph Rupp, Rick Pitino, John Calipari, Fair Bryant, coach there for eight years. That's yeah. a pretty good list, right? There. What about my guy? He didn't coach there, but he went there. Oh, we're going to him. Okay, thank you. Uh, they have an iconic arena, yep. Rupp Arena, yep. the home of the most famous college basketball play game ever played, Villanova Georgetown, 85 championship game. They have that SEC money. They have good NBA. They have their own cast of unbelievable NBA players in the, in the league right now: AD, Booker, Murray, Cat. Fox, Monk, you name it. They got a bunch of guys right now in the league. Gilgis Alexander. And then, of course, if we're talking about NBA icons and contributors, they have Pat Riley. My guy, best coach all time. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa. You're a Knicks fan. Big time. You're a Knicks fan, and you're sitting here telling me the guy who couldn't win a title with the Knicks when Michael Jordan was on a gambling golf vacation. Yeah, but that was Hakeem Olajuwon. Come on. How – the difference between Akeem Olajuwon and Patrick Ewing is they're oceans apart. Did Akeem Olajuwon, like, let John Starks take all of those shots? So let's pass the blame here, sir. No. no. Come on. That's a, the Houston Rocket team is just much – that was a much better – How team. do you figure? It was a seven-game series that the Knicks should have won. Nah, they, the Knicks were never going to win. They, they never – Patrick Ewing is – So Pat Riley is the greatest coach of all time because – Look at what he's done with – listen, listen, listen. All right, just look at the modern era. Look at what he's done in Miami, right? His system is so good. So he won a title with Miami, the Shaq, Dwayne Wade, the first one. Yes, and okay. he also set up the system that Spolstra is now using. Sure. It's his system, right? He's demanding players to be under 9% body fat and getting these guys to actually buy into that. You have to be such a dude to make a pro's worth – Fifty million dollars, not go out and eat, you know, whatever the hell they feel like, but sacrifice for the team. You okay with Adrian Brody playing him on the uh, HBO series? Yeah, I'm good with that. Okay, I'm good with that. Yeah, the HBO series is good. When's it coming? Is it coming back? It's coming back. There's a season two oh, coming. Okay. No, so. it should be good. That was a good series. All right, so let's go some cons now. We got Duke, they're elitist. Yeah, football. Yeah. I don't think I need to say more. No. You know, last year was good, and baseball. Now, last year, last couple of years have been good, but for the most part, Duke baseball has been miserable. Uh, they also gave us Richard Nixon. That's where he got his law degree. Oh, yeah, that tracks. Okay. <laughs> Didn't know that, but I, I believe it. Okay. Uh, and also, on the list of handable players all time, you could probably find nine Duke players before you get to a defective player. Oh, my God, yeah. No, absolutely. All right. Uh, Do they have the most hated players in of any college team? Have to be. It all depends on your Christian Leitner viewpoint. I mean, I think that would be number one for most people of a certain age of hated. <laughs> and then watching that documentary, like the way that he was treated was was not right. Yeah, I agree. No, I'm serious. Yeah, I agree. Like I agree. the things that were chanted at him. I mean, I get 
that would not well it would happen it would just happen in a soccer game but that's not right the 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 shit that was spewed at him and the venom that was spewed at him, which was basically anti-gay, was not right. Yeah, it's I, okay yeah, to just yeah, no, okay like a player for what they for what they do I on agree. the court, but to act like something else and and to mischaracterize it, I just I can't. I don't like that stuff. No, I agree with that. No, you shouldn't tell. I, no, that, yeah, I agree. That that is. That, I just remembered that because I was in high school at the time. And when I watched the documentary and I saw the, the the chants from LSU, and I'm sure I'm sure it wasn't just LSU that was chanting the F word at him, you know, like that's this is that's not right. I I no, hundred percent, not a hundred percent. That's that I still don't like. I don't, you, I, there's I don't there's like many him. reasons not to like Correct. him, but we can also empathize with some of the stuff that he liked. Yes, I can. But he 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 seemed to feed off of some of that. Though. He did. He, oh, absolutely. He, yeah. I mean, listen, he's got to be in the consideration for the top three all time college basketball players. To be uh, fit. he is the most accomplished basketball player. Him Where do you and have Kareem? Five? Um, it's hard because I think in the ACC, I have David Thompson above him in the ACC. Okay. That's it. In okay. the ACC. All right. Then who else above him? Well, Kareem, you, you have him. other there's other schools. You go Walton, you go Walton above him? No. Well, Walton's close, but he's not. not right, so if Walton's not there, it cre- who's left? <laughs> pistol Pete, you going Pistol Pete? No, because he didn't win anything. No, he, he yeah, but he he, he scored. Yeah, uh, no, but I mean, two different things. Like no, Tyler Hansen was an accomplished college player. Yes, Christian Leitner is an accomplished college player. That doesn't mean they're the, necessarily the best players. Mm. I agree. Are you, are you catching a distinction? Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Uh, I, I'm, I, I see you. You're trying to parse this here, but I mean, as I, as I, I, I hate Duke, but Christian Leitner. Len Bias. Like, do you think Len Bias? Do you think Christian Leitner was a better basketball player than Len Bias? No, come on. Do you think Christian Leitner was actually a better player in college than Michael Jordan? No, but he did more with his team, and he had more consistent success, and he hit more iconic shots even than Jordan. A hundred percent, he did. Yeah, I mean. That, the foul and jumper is the most that that full court throw, the three quarter court throw to hit that jumper in that moment. In a perfect game, by the way. Yes, that's yeah. that's absurd. Yeah, uh, we got off track there a little bit, but the cons for Kentucky, they're other sports. They are not good at other sports. Kentucky won a, a football championship in 1950 with Bear Bryant. They have not legitimately won one since they were they were handed one in '76 after a forfeit, but that is retroactively, by the way. Um, and their fans are complete wackadoos. Do they hang and complete wackadoos? When you win by forfeit, do you still hang the I'm banner? Sure they probably There's did. a banner up, right? It's football, though, so that you know. Um, and then I said the SEC money. Uh, of course, the flip side of that is the SEC competition. And we talked about this with South Carolina. South Carolina's never won the SEC title in football, and I argue never will. Uh, Kentucky, once they change the format, which they will, uh, the division format, they will have no chance. Going forward, what about Will Levis, baby? Come on. <laughs> well, they have they got Devin Leary this year. <laughs> oh, that's right. They got our guy Devin Leary. Shouts to Devin Leary, but watch Devin Leary light it up. Watch him go nuts. Oh, a classic NC State fashion. You know he's going to have it all time. It's going to be an all time question. Yeah, healthy all year, lighting <laughs> it up, lead the league in yards, <laughs> just like just smash the SEC. All right, let's get to some Hey Joe questions. Let's do this. Let's let's wrap up today's O Plus G podcast with... We're moving on. 
All right, check it out. Look at the graphic. Look at the pizza box. Anthony Guerra's got the best pizza, not just in Raleigh, but in the state of North Carolina. Check them out on Person Street, right across from the world-famous Krispy Kreme. Can't miss them. Or go to oakwoodpizzabox.com. Get your orders in. You can always go in and check them out. Send it to Karen. That's what I like to do on Fridays. And Oakwood Pizza Box is the sponsor of Hey Joe. You have questions. They're all real now. And we have answers. Let me see if I can get this to work. Let's see. You know me. I struggle a little bit with the technology. I think I have it for us. We're going to present. Share screen. Put the glasses on. Yeah, this is great for the podcast. But we do have a lot of pizza-related questions today, so I do enjoy that. So let's start with Jim, our friend Jim Roberts. I met Anthony at Oka Pizza Parks on Sunday. As I took my son there for Father's Day, I told him about being a sponsor for the podcast from Wilmington. Look at the reach. I know, the reach in Wilmington. That was awesome. It was, it was good to meet you. Also, Joe, here's a question I have for you. At what age did you buy your dad dinner for Father's Day? Or for any day, really. Like, what is the acceptable age to where you have to, you know, step up and, and, and take a pill? Oh, boy. Now you're asking tough questions. No, it's big. I the mean, first time I ever bought my dad probably anything, like food-wise. Yeah, it, like dinner. You know, like, dad, rare, I, got, man. I got dinner. No, really? Oh, well, he's man. one of those, you know, I'm sure your dad's like, Same I'm sure thing. your dad's like my dad. Like, he's not going to let you. No. No, he's never going to. He's going to beat you to it, hundred percent. Like he'll sneak. You got to beat him. You yeah, beat no, him. I mean I've done it before, but I'm talking like it would be in my 30s. It would have been in my 30s. Yeah, yeah. It, it takes a while. <laughs> and, uh, I, I, mean, wanted, I saw a lot of Father's Day people out. I saw a lot of Father's Day people out, and I was wondering. I was thinking of my, I was thinking of myself. My kids are little, six, four, and two. I'm like, how long until they buy me dinner? It's going to be a minute. Yeah. Uh, all right. Here's a good one from Chris in Raleigh. Anthony, what kind of crack do you put in your pizzas to make them so addictive? I'll help them out. Uh, asking for a friend. <laughs> I, I'm glad you, so you put crack in the pizza. We should probably we should probably put a disclaimer in there. No, there is no crack. That is correct. In There's the pizza. no narcotics of any sort. There's no treat. We don't even use sugar. Uh, no sugar. No. I, I I try to eat pretty clean. So I stay alive. So uh, yeah. No. This it's all. When did you make your first pizza? Uh, 22, 23. When you were 23? Yeah. So 13 years ago. Yeah. All right. So how long did it take you to figure out what you were doing? Oh, God. It's hard. Um, it took a while to figure out how to make something really good. Yeah, you can make something passable. You know, like you can make a passable bread-like thing with tomato sauce on it and cheese. Uh, probably a couple of years before I was really making something that was it was very good, but I think one of the biggest things is you have to have a commercial oven. Yes. Without a commercial oven, like if, if I went to your house right now and we just used your oven, I mean, the pizza's not going to be great. Even if I make it and I bring everything, it's just not the same. So until you really start getting high heat, uh, you, you can't make something that's, that's great. It's not possible. How much does your oven cost? Uh, or how much, does a, how much does a commercial grade pizza oven cost? Oh, God. To get a good one. I think uh, it's two. One's electric, though, which yeah, I'm one's not electric. sure about. No, it's like that's like driving a Ferrari, right? That's that's tricky. <laughs> um, but it can go fast as hell. Um, how much does it cost? It's way too expensive to put in your house. Put in your house, probably going to be a hundred thousand plus because you got to put a hood above Six it. figures for a good one. Oh, you for that? Yeah, for a commercial like in Oakwood, yes. But like you could buy a 
a backyard oven for, you know, those little unis work well. I've used those. I'm not sponsored by uni, but if uni wants to reach out, we have people, they can reach out to me. I have a, I bought a Gosney oven. I guess how you pronounce it. It's like a little dome oven. Uh, put wood in there, light it up. That's fun. I've had good results on that. Uh, pretty good results on a grill. You're really just looking for high heat. Because once you start cooking it for longer than, say, nine minutes, trouble. Yeah, it's just everything just died. Like nothing, nothing works. How many dough balls a day do you make? Uh, about 400. You do not freeze? No. Any of your dough? No. No, we go uh, all ambient. So uh, I'm intrigued. I was always intrigued with the way that pizza used to be made. Like back, what were they doing 70 years ago, 80 years ago? Uh, so this is American creation. No, it's Italian. No. Italian. No, Italy had that going in Naples uh, for a long time. Those shops are all wood fired. Um, those shops would have fermented very similarly to mine. I do use a mixer, which I mean, there are people who don't, but I don't have the hand uh, strength for that. I mean, that takes. Uh, if I had an offensive lineman on staff who could just like knead dough for a few hours a day, that'd be cool. But so you make. 400 dough balls a day. Yes. By yourself. No, I got a team. How we, we, there's Julio, like, which one is in charge of the dough balls? No, Luigi is. Luigi. Luigi's in charge of it. Luigi has every, he and I do. Oh, man. If I don't give Roger a shout out, I'm going to get in so much trouble. Yeah, Roger. Roger is the, uh, Roger's <laughs> on facing pizza, man. Yes, correct. He's correct. the top lieutenant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he gets the, uh, <laughs> he's, he's the showman of the bunch. <laughs> you know, he's out there. He's, he's giving out bows. He's, you know, <laughs> The kisses to the crowd. And, you know, Has he gone back to the hat yet? Last time I was yeah. in, didn't have a hat on. Yeah, I, was like, well, I don't even recognize you. The hat's back. The hat, the hat is back. So 400 a day. What time do you got to get up to do that? Uh, usually in about – I usually walk in the door about 8.30 uh, in the morning and then roll through my day. Usually there's a nice little gap in between, which is my goal is to have like an hour window where I don't have to do anything. If I do that, it's a great day. How long did it take you to come up with your pizza, your sauce formula? Oh, sauce. That took a while. Because um, pizza sauce is different than pasta sauce. Correct. Yeah, uncooked. Pasta sauce you're going to cook. Um, it's, it took a while because you got to find tomatoes. And I, we, always, we always continue to look for tomatoes and batches of tomatoes. Because like any... You don't use canned tomatoes? We do, we do. Okay. But they're, they're canned in batches. And if you're not careful... They send some batches are better than others, which will change, or some batches are more acidic than others, or some batches are, you know, there's more juice or puree in them and less tomato, so the thickness is going to be off. Um, I'm also never a big fan of the puree. I feel like those are like the crappy tomatoes that couldn't make the team. They just sort of like buzz them up and get them there. Get them and make money on this somehow. Make the can heavy here. But there's so oh, only San Marzano? No. No, I don't believe in Samarzano. Do not. No, I did not know that. I don't believe in Samarzano. Really? No. The, the the region of San Marzano. Have you ever seen it on a map? It's like this big. You're it's, like breaking news to me right now. Uh, I thought you only used San Marzano. I don't believe in San Marzano at all. I think it's all a lie. It's a lie. How are there San Marzano tomatoes in Kansas right now in a <laughs> Harris Teeter near your house? The size of San You're Marzano. not buying your tomatoes from Harris Teeter. You? No, 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 no. No, no. Well, certainly I can get 
Like they now have on certain tomatoes, you can get like the deed of like the farmer signing his name to that batch that promises that his soil is located here. But I mean, a growing region the size is smaller than inside the Beltline is making tomatoes worldwide. Come on. No, I don't buy it. I, I believe more that the Italians would maybe uh, stretch the truth to possibly uh, have marketing what? gain and create financial wealth. No, the Catholic Church and fish. What? No. Yeah. That's not a real thing. Jesus really didn't meet me, Anthony. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, yeah, you know, that's just it's just a thought. I, I don't know. Just a skepticism that I have about <laughs> the tomato. And, and by all means, look up the region of San Marzano. And, and it's also like there's a highway that goes through it now. You double cheese, too. Double you have two different types of nuts. Yeah, double cheese. Double cheese is the key. Double cheese is critical. Did you like the Keats video? It was great. Keats did a great job. He did do a good job. And listen, we we are on we we are on the uh, the team. We're on the red card now. The team come through. You are. We're on. Look at you. So I think that you when can't have, you can't have the big boy in though. Come on now. Listen, Not until after the year. We're doing defensive slides. <laughs> we are, him and I are doing defensive slides. We're doing nothing but defensive drills. Because if he can clean up the defense, they're going to go far. Um, but what I'm going to say is, if NC State wins this year, then you know. We know why. It's the, that's it. I'm not going to – I'm not going to put – I'm just going to say this is the first year they're eating Oakwood Pizza Box. It's different when you go to other people like Hungry and, you know, the, the, the you no, know, and all that other stuff. You can't eat Domino's and, and win. Oh, uh, you know what? Yeah. Oh, I mean, some people just don't know. Uh, we'll skip to the other pizza question. If you create your own pie restaurant, aka look, Kramer and Poppy, are you more Kramer cucumbers or Poppy? This is no debate, no cucumbers. Okay, I'm just taking this question, prima facie. Yes, I understand. This is a loaded. This is a loaded question. I appreciate it. I do. I am a Seinfeld fan, so I we, Julie and I did talk about the the origin of this debate, which might not be about pizza. Again, we're just talking about pizza. Just about pizza. Obviously, I'm anti cucumber. However, however, what vegetable you have? Uh, I greens. I will say for the audience, I pizza. would like for you to add broccoli. Broccoli. Chopped broccoli. Like broccoli rod? You could do some of that. But like, yeah, make broccoli rod and chop it up. Okay. With a sausage. Come on, man. Oh, broccoli rod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Come on, uh, man. We, we do uh, – we, I bring that occasionally. It, sporadic. Okay, <laughs> so I just went to – you know, I saw OBS is doing some pizza research. I saw some pizza posts originally. Oh, really? He went to the wrong Joe's, by the way, for everyone. Oh, he's not in New York. Yeah. Okay. But then there's a picture of the right Joe's. Good. He redeemed himself. That's the wrong one. Uh, pizza Place just opened up in Philadelphia. Pizzeria Salvi is the name of that place. And Mark Vetri, very talented chef, opened that. It was delicious. They used zucchini in a brilliant, brilliant way. Their, the zucchini pie is phenomenal. Reminded me of this cucumber situation. Not quite a cucumber, but it looks kind of like it. Yeah. Uh, they grate it out. They drain it. It's not wet, watery. That's what you worry about. Is the oh moisture. god, yeah. They That's why you out. don't really do that many vegetables. Yeah, yeah. Did you get mad at me when I get the sausage and 
I mean, when I get the peppers and onions, you're like, no, 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 it's going to be too. Nah, too the peppers and onions is fine. It's just when people start going, the more vegetables I have, the more people just throw stuff on. Sure. So the more toppings that are listed, people just go heavier and heavier. Right. Go lighter and lighter. Go the opposite direction. Put less on it. My advice, especially if you're taking it to go, do not put seven ingredients on it. Yeah. It's not going to work. Before we leave the pizza topic, are your pizza dough balls for the round pie and the square pie different? They are in most every way the same. Uh, they they go through a slightly different fermentation process. Basically, they make a right instead of a left okay. during fermentation. Why do I like the square pies so much more? Oh, uh, just like the round pie. No, no, the square pie is the square pie is great. Um, the square pie is is a special pizza. I don't. It took me about a year and a half to figure it out. And by figuring it out, we still modify and change things to try to improve it. Uh, it took a very, very long time to get to where it is. It's a controlled chaos that works. And, you know, frying it off in the pan a little longer, the crispier edges, all that stuff is it's delicious. It all happened by mistake. I got lucky as hell. Perfect. All right, let's end this thing with a baseball question from the ductile Iron Man. One pack, one goal. Hey, Joe. Is it wrong to watch the College World Series hoping for LSU to lose in gut-wrenching fashion? Of course, uh, Iron Man here is a state fan, not happy that Tommy White transferred to LSU for the for the NIL money. Um, is it wrong? No, of course it's not wrong. I mean, you, you don't really want to see the people who were at NC State often go on to succeed. But if you look over my shoulder, you probably see uh, Caleb Martin at this point, a new addition to the uh, room here. But it's kind of is the NC State way, right? Russell Wilson, uh, everybody who leaves usually goes on and does something in, in a most painful way to the Wolfpack that is the Wolfpack way. LSU, though, got their comeuppance against Wake Forest. Another Wake's got to beat him again. But they're now the betting favorite. Wake Forest has been the betting favorite. But in my mind, they weren't until they beat an SEC team. Now, they still have to beat LSU, then they're going to have to probably beat Florida in the best of three championship series, but I am ready after the win over LSU to officially believe in Wake Forest baseball. I, I don't know if that should scare you. Yeah, I'm scared now. Or Sorry, Wake Forest, you're about you. to, I'm about to run to my, my local, uh, I'm not talking to the book right now about this one. I'm throwing <laughs> some shackles in the opposite direction. Trying to get the Gators now. All oh, right. yeah. All right, so you survived on the new set. You survived in the new podcast form. Phenomenal. All right, good. Yeah. I, I'm just happy that I didn't have the uh, the other guy in my ear telling me what to do every 30 seconds. You'll be back tomorrow? Yeah. What you got? Tomorrow? Yeah, you're okay. Yeah. All right, yeah. Well, let's do this. We'll be let's back again. Tomorrow, appreciate you guys for listening. Of course, five stars only. Download, subscribe, all those things. Do the thing on YouTube that you're supposed to do. Joe Obvious is the one who always tells you these things. And don't forget, if you email the word square, to the OG goes digital at gmail.com. You'll be entered to win the sleeve of Pro V1s with our OG logo on that you see up there in the top right corner of your computer. They're very sweet. We'll do that. And we'll be back tomorrow with NBA draft. We'll have more talk. We'll have more NBA. And heck, might have another wake LSU game to talk about. Appreciate you guys. We'll see you then. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.